just my confidence. But I'm the best. I'm the best boxer. I'm already prediction. I am the king. Give me the title shot. Welcome to Silly Wales. This is a mental health podcast. I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it even mental health podcast at this point? It is just a podcast. Um, we discuss things that might be a little bit unnerving, uncomfortable, like mental illness, mental health, uh, neurodivergent and neurotypical behaviors and things along those lines. This podcast is for everybody, but it might not be for you. And that is okay. Neither of us, myself, Alex Cupid and my good friend, Joe, we're not going to hunt you down because as I've mentioned multiple times, we just can't hunt you down. We're not very good at hunting people down. So we're not going to try. Instead, we're going to invite you onto our little family-style show. And you can join in. And you can feel a part of us, you know? Or you could just have an appropriate distance from us. And that is probably better, you know? Like I, I, I've been thinking about parasocial relationships a lot recently. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah I, was, I was starting to get that vibe <laughs> as you were saying it. I was like... Okay, <laughs> where are we going with this? Like, look, we might act like a cult, but it doesn't mean we are a cult, you know? No, no. You know? Like, being cult-like doesn't mean we're actually a cult, you know? No, no. Let's, let's not define it. <laughs> if it in case, like, it, in case it's bad. Story, right? I've told you the Scientology story, right? Um, No, I don't think so. I didn't tell you about, like, when I was in year six, um... And then he became a Scientologist. No? What? Oh my goodness. What way to kick off this show? So um I I, I probably can't mention his name because the Church of Scientology. But um I was really close friends with a guy in, in my primary school. Um, I was around like 10, 11 at the time. And it's around his house. We used to play Def Jam um Vendetta on his GameCube. Ah, oh, those are the days. Um <laughs> or PlayStation 2. One of those two. Um and Life was great. Good friend. He used to live not too far from where all the other guys who I then became friends with later on lived. Um, he was a Scientologist, family of Scientologists. And like at the time, it didn't really like click. So he was like, come to the org. There's like an event and it'll be great. And I have a tour of the org. And there's this like really big like event where all these people from like different just backgrounds and cultures were there. There was like black people, there was Sikh people, there was everybody there, like everybody. I don't know why I chose black and seek as the parameters of this, but you know, everyone was there. Um, and it, like, it was clear that there was affluent people there. And come to think of it now, the, the Church of Scientology building literally says Church of Scientology on it. And I didn't, like, I didn't read it and go red flag. I didn't see anything and go red flag, probably because I was fucking 11 or 10. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, 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 my, I, my mom had no clue either. Like, I literally, because I was going to sign up. You have to pay money for it. And that was a stumbling block. Mom's like, I ain't paying money for this. And like, <laughs> that's if, what they if, we had, if we had money, I'll be a Scientologist right now. I wouldn't, none of this would be happening. Um, but yeah, like, they were, everyone was super nice. Like, super nice. Like, everyone was like ridiculously nice. Like, and it was a genuine nice as well, which is unsettling because I look back and and go has anyone ever been have people been like that naturally kind to me since <laughs> like like you know maybe that's the bad you know like yeah you know? i mean 
maybe. To be fair, I was, I was going to say, to be fair, Samson's church was a bit like that. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, like, he, like that whole group, like I, when I went to see him do a play, because they did plays at the, I, I mean, is church the right word for it, by the way? I'm not quite sure, because it was a, because it was a smaller thing, and it didn't happen at a church or anything. But I know it was obviously like Protestant Christian. It was a church. It was a church. Because yeah, the yeah, pastor might have the money, like all these churches yeah. tend to do. So. <laughs> yes, that did happen. Um, but I, I remember like, I, 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 I think I had a very odd feeling at the time, because I genuinely was, was kind of into it, because of the feeling of inclusion that came with it, you know? And, and the, a lot of these people who were, you know, my age, Samson's age, like being like just really warm and 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 nice and like surprisingly in, in in a way that I hadn't quite experienced like growing up of of people around me because they're in this space I suppose where that makes more sense or that's sort of pushed or whatever and and of course there's a bunch of these people who were gen who were very genuine I mean these people who are my age were definitely genuinely like feeling that I don't feel that there was any shadiness there or whatever. And it was it was startling almost to to quite an intimate degree, not in a uh, in a, uh, a a sexual way, but in a very platonic sense, like the like a proper sense of uh, welcoming and, and and so on, which I I definitely think is something that should be pursued, maybe outside of in our cases religion, but <laughs> but it was a but it was it was yeah I I kind of know what you mean, and it, and it was it it was unsettling but not in like a bad way necessarily but it really was like unusual i would say like yeah like weird. it so like even like church scientology was really like i remember crying be like oh, i can't try it because my family's broken all that stuff i like even now i think back on it and i go it wouldn't have been that bad you know like like because one of the things that they claimed is that they could cure any unhappiness and i remember that and I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, this is this is perfect." And I was, I, I there was like a film presentation, and I remember it just being super like bright colors, but not like bright as in lime green or pink or whatever. It's colors like white, gold, silver, and yes. like an eagle flying through. And it was all like, "Ah, oh, this is in, this is just another level. This is in, this is emotional, but also." inspirational and you kind of want to take on the world with them not by yourself with them so that was that was that but um i i, I was in contact with him for, for ages i it literally it just came down to my secondary school life started and then i saw him less and less and then my wrestling career took off and then i, I lost so many people from there you know it, yeah it's just yeah, like it, it 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 was difficult. So I don't know where he is now. Um, I hope he's doing good. But yeah, I don't know. But the London Scientologists didn't didn't seem that crazy, which means they probably <laughs> were. I don't know. Who knows? Eh? But yeah, like that that was that. Yeah, Bring I mean, back to the present. Yes, yes. Um, how's your week been? <laughs> um, there have been a few things that have come up. Um, I have realised I don't like like work is becoming more and more of a thing I want to get away from so i you know i'm starting to feel that side of things so i've been doing a lot more like searching for work and applying for things that i think i wouldn't normally apply for but it's been actually weirdly enough it has been more fun recently i think just because i have a job um even though i don't i'm not good with it at the moment 
it, it, there's so much pleasure from looking for a job when you know you have a job and you're not unemployed like it's so much easier and so much more like i i don't know it feels even though it's like obviously in your free time it's it doesn't feel quite as much of a a, 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 a job trying to find a job uh which on its own is incredibly depressing and, and not fun especially when you're applying for stuff and you're like i'm gonna get a message at some point in the next week that told me i didn't get it or get nothing at all and just have to sit on my hands basically but i mean you, 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 there's like a whole skill set you have to learn for finding jobs which i'm still nowhere near mastering but it's it's not great either way apart from that um i something quite something quite shocking but ultimately has been fine was my mum, as you know uh had an inflamed appendix and I had to get an appendicitis <laughs> which which there'd been scares before in the past i don't know if i told you this but there, there'd been scares in the past where it she fought or where they thought something might have happened she went to the hospital and then scans showed that nothing was that bad but eventually like it happened so she had an operation on saturday and she's doing fine in fact to be perfectly honest like the biggest thing for her right now is just i mean right now it's it's more painful than what it was at the time as she was explaining to me today because it's because like you don't have like all of the anesthetic and the endorphins in you and you're just dealing with bruises and shit like that in <laughs> when not much is going on beyond that like she's not really working yeah. quite as much at the moment she can't even lift really anything um you know like there's there, there's very strict things she has to do and it's is and she even said like she can't really walk like around the block kind of thing like she couldn't even do that um it's like something she's really looking forward to and because it was keyhole surgery she, she thought the recovery would be quicker uh as it turned out it hasn't been so like not as not as quick as she wanted it to be like in her head she like planned out like what she was going to do this week since she's basically having this week off and didn't quite go that way but you know she she's doing fine like she's she works in she's an ot occupational therapist so she she knows she works in the nhs and stuff like it it, it was her hospital even that she went to you know it's it it was it was all good and she, and she was slightly worried that she would have a lot of those worries um like you know when she was in the situation like potentially you know she always kind of didn't like that that feet didn't want that to be the case obviously no one does but particularly in her situation she didn't want to feel like that in a space that she in theory should feel comfortable in um yeah. and but as she said like actually she felt really comforted and uh and she even liked the food <laughs> so hats off to that um and and she even said like it wasn't she wasn't given special treatment because a lot of the people that she was with didn't know who she was because obviously very different sections of the hospital don't even know that each other exist yeah 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 so but she's she's fine she's just recovering now just needs to needs to rest up which she really she really hates being cooped up it's like one of, she's kind of not like me where i can literally coop myself in for an entire week almost um of time if things happen you know like gremlin or goblin mode or whatever it's called um but she's she's like as soon as as soon as she's in that space she's like she wants to go out she wants to do something so whenever she's like ill or something like that it's the worst for her because all she wants to do is do things and she's not allowed to so you know that's honestly that's probably the biggest pain beyond the bruises right now but <laughs> the obvious bruises and, and post-surgery yeah but it's all been good it's all been good for her anyway. 
so I'm 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 happy. I I think I said this to you because you because when I sent you the message telling me uh, just because it's irrelevant for like mental health and stuff, you asked me like, oh, how are you doing? When I told you, and I was like, I'm fine. Like because I I don't have like because I know it's not so crazy. I knew that it was being taken care of, and I don't know when it comes to like medical stuff specifically. Maybe it's just because of being like having my mum working in the nhs and stuff but like we have a very in the family we tend to have quite a different experience of like hospitals and um illness and injury and things like that we like in, in where we have like a very dark morbid humor about it um so you know like when my dad got prostate cancer like most of the jokes were about you know oh what happens to his money when he dies and things like this <laughs> and stuff like that um you know, like just stuff that to us is amusing, and we just don't have that kind of like we don't quite have that negative problem. Obviously, if you know, if it was got more serious or something like that, then yeah. But even but obviously, my dad being stoic or whatever, he didn't really he he wasn't too bad. And whenever I talked to him about, it, he was he seemed fine. And I do trust my dad when he talks about things of that nature. Um, like I think I think there's certain things he might not tell me, but I think there's generally speaking, he's pretty good on it. And when things are actually happening, you know, the the worst thing is when nothing is happening. When there's no when the uh, when the hospital is not getting back to you, or you know, something gets pushed further and stuff like all of the things that just produce this anxiety. Obviously, that all of those things aren't good. And if that had happened with him or my mum, obviously there would be a, a different. You know, my mum didn't have to wait two days before getting surgery, for example. You know, Friday night and then Saturday morning. That's that's what that's what she had to deal with. You know, so it was. So, you know, aside from those situations, like generally pretty chill, <laughs> and I've definitely um, inherited that from them too. In that sense, so it's it's been it, it, it's it, you know obviously I I called her and I made sure she was okay, but largely speaking, we're pretty cool with that, I guess. Which not everyone will experience, I know, but like it, it's 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 odd when people people always ask me like, oh, are you okay or like what or you know, and and I feel like other people worry more than i am in the moment <laughs> when i talk to when i talk about these things um on occasion and it's like nah it's all good <laughs> like we, we're, we're chilling it's fine you know the, the the stuff that comes up later which could be problematic or so on we deal with that when we come to it um but most of the time we're actually pretty <laughs> laid back <laughs> about the whole affair yeah like i i've always liked your family's mentality of things because um it is the idea of well it's happened, so we're here. If it gets worse, we'll deal with it, but we're here now. <laughs> so we might as well make the most of this and find the positives out of it, but also embrace the challenge of it, which is very much a way of looking at it that I um, I don't think my family tend to do, or, or me as a human being. I tend, to, I tend to do the work my way through it bit, but the whole, like, find the positives out of it? No, not at all, man. Yeah, and I've lost grandparents. You know, my my grand had Parkinson's, um, and I knew her. I mean, I knew her for most of my life with her being bedridden in a home. Most of that spent with her being essentially delirious all the time, in the sense that, and she couldn't really speak and stuff like that. Um, and my brother doesn't even remember my grand before that happened. So in so he knows her at the home, doesn't even remember her like walking around and stuff. Like I can remember being told that she had fallen over and like really hurt herself and so on. But she'd had Parkinson's for, I don't know, like 25, 
plus years by the time she died. Like it's it's insane. Like she had it for almost ten years before I was born or something like that. So it was a so it was something that was definitely seen coming. And I've lost two grandparents, but both of them died when they were in their nineties. And my granddad right now is in his nineties. So you know, apart from my grand who died, I think she was turning eighty maybe or something like that. The you know it's it's I've I've not had quite the uh, tra- I've not I've not had such tragic like you know experience with with all of that and like I said with with stuff I talked about with my mum and her job and everything like it's for us it's it's it without even think I don't think we even think like trying to find the positives in these I think that's how we would describe it to people but I think genuinely we we have just become accustomed to that environment and not being not being bothered by it or not having too much of an issue with it I think because there's that genuine level of care that will always be there where we where we'll always support each other regardless of what happens and as much as possible and there's no worry there and so it's like the the the, the worst parts of, of when these things happen to you you like lose the ability to do certain things or whatever i think you know definitely is helped i, 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 I like always thought about this like if i started getting dementia really early or something like that or if i like or if something happened to me tragically like if, if i had like nerve problems or something and i couldn't use my hands properly or whatever and it would reduce what what is capable of me doing in life and so on like things that are very debilitating i i i i almost see them as like in my head i'm always like oh that would be interesting more than anything like even though i know how much it would affect me in in when it happens or whatever there's still a part of me that's like huh what what is that experience like you know (laughs) in a very again curiosity sort of way Take me to Dignitas. Take me to fucking Switzerland. Kill me now. Like, uh, oh yeah, I, 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 my dad has made that joke about like if he lives if he lives too long, he's like, oh, at some point, like you know, <laughs> take me to Sweden or Switzerland or wherever, and <laughs> and just you know, saw it out and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I think honestly, the thing that puts him off is the amount of money you have to pay <laughs> to get it all done. Like. <laughs> Given that I want to go to Switzerland now, <laughs> like at, at this age, like if I'm at a point in my life where I can't do anything and I get cabin fever for being in a room for more than two hours. So like it being in a building or confined to a room or a house for years because of a condition. No, we're not. We're not dealing with this, man. Like, you know, as, as dark as it is, like I... It, smothering me with a fucking pillow like do, do whatever like i i i cannot i i do not ever want to be in a situation where like i i don't have my faculties or i don't understand what's going on um i think i think it's interesting yeah. i thought about this because i don't know how obviously almost no one knows what it's like to be in the position where you don't know what's happening right and you and you don't understand the world around you that way so i i you know i don't know how my obviously for my grand like i don't know if 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 I, I don't think she was mentally in a position where she could have thought like oh this is horrible in that way like she was clearly experiencing life and the world but i don't know how she was experiencing it and my grand also my other grand also was like quite was getting to a certain stage of like mental into a certain mental state where you know with just age and and degenerative disease and stuff like that where it's really difficult to I think it's really difficult to assess like what the what the experience would be like. Like you know, if I saw you like if randomly in ten years one of us was in the position and was in this position and we saw one another, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I, my, I even talking to you now about it. I don't think my first thought would be, yeah, this is what Alex wants because you're not you anymore in the same way. Like you haven't. There's a, there's a different sort of personality at, at some level there that has their own feeling about everything. So I think it's difficult for sure. I think it's why people do things like you know. That's why they obviously want people to do say things like, ah, oh, if this happens, this is the things that I you know. It, if this happens to me, you know, tell your family members, you know, pull the plug and whether you pull the plug or not and other sorts of things like that, because they don't want those, because you can't make those decisions for yourself. And you certainly can't make certain decisions based on, you know, you know, the people can't make decisions for you on, or they, they have to, but it's very difficult to when you're in situations where like, this is not necessarily even the same person anymore in that way. Um, I, I, I have a whole thing on identity and stuff, which we won't, probably won't go into today. I, I, I really want to do a whole episode on identity because I think it's really interesting as a topic um, and like how we mentally feel about things in a grander scale. Because obviously, I think what's interesting as well is that this is a scenario which almost everyone faces, um, you know, when uh, because everyone has had an experience like this where there is someone in their family or they even undergo it where you have where identity becomes suddenly a like a true crisis and 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 so on and of, there are certain people who have identity crises for different reasons but sometimes you have these really interesting moments where like we there's sort of a natural way in which people come across this and i think most people are completely un are, are not ready for it you know i i think it's a very difficult thing for families and so on because they've never even maybe may, never have even had to consider it or think about it before and now it's suddenly become a very very real topic of conversation and you know I, 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 you've heard the cliche I, I think of where it's like oh no my 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 mum or my dad died you know when five years ago when this started happening or whatever or or you even have the opposite where it's like you know it they might, they're still my mum or they're still my dad in that way like that very that the, the, even that very constant idea or the very like they are no longer who they are at all and so on and and they're almost like experiencing the loss already without them being dead kind of thing as opposed no, to understand, un understanding that they are a they are still person and this person and people are changeable anyway and this is just an example of that it's just obviously not the nicest one because i mean you can get paranoia and like fear and paranoia is like a huge one that comes up for certain people in certain situations. And you obviously that's the thing you want to live at the most and so on and so forth, where it, it, it does, where it's, it's almost entirely, or if not completely negative. I, I mean, this is a really weird um, poll, but I, 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 just because this is relevant, I remember, do you remember the uh, poetry night we went to? I think it was the first one we went to. Yeah. In Dalston. Um, yeah. And there was that woman who, had had a brain injury and she had recovered from it but her personality was very was completely different and she and she did a poem that night and she was talking about how um she was enjoying her life more now than she ever had previously and she 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 was now like a really outgoing individual who um who who was much more into like creative art stuff whereas before that's not she wasn't interested in it ever um which you can you can always tie a lot of these things to to more so like the experience and shock of uh, things happening to you so it's not so it, it, it i'm not stating like she had a brain injury and then her life got better i don't mean in that i don't mean the brain injury caused it but like 
she had a very clear injury that occurred. I can't remember what it was. And she and her life had changed from that point onward. And she was loving it. She was she was having the best time of her life. Obviously, she was young. That's obviously the best part of, of when that happens. If it happens to you and you recover in some way, then obviously it's great. Yeah. When you're young <laughs> rather than when you're old. And well, it's- well, they have it with, with fighters quite a lot as well. Like um, now I'm entering the, the whole like, you know, fighting realm. Everyone's very quick to tell me. I hate, I hate, I hate everybody, man. Like the minute I do something, everyone becomes an expert of the field. So of oh, course yeah, I have everybody yeah. telling me, well, if you get concussed, you, you might not ever be the same again. Look at this person, look at this person. I'm just like, well, yeah, um, that's all well and good. But it's a phenomenon with fighters as well, where like the concussion syndrome changes who you are. And, and the most high profile case is Chris Benoit. And yeah. the uneducated people among us say, oh, it was the steroids that did it. And they're very quick to blame um, steroids and they don't look any further. I remember ages ago, I was in a a chip shop and um, I just started wrestling. And this woman was like, oh, you're going to become like like, like that guy that killed his wife and and his kid. And I was like, what? Yeah, because you're going to go on steroids. I'm like, what? Um, (laughs) If you don't know, Chris Benoit is a professional wrestler and he um, committed uh, one of the most shocking atrocities ever. I can't remember which year it was in, but he he had just finished like a run of shows. He went home and he then um, effectively just murdered his family bar one child who wasn't there. And he then killed himself. And it was wild. It shocked the whole world, really. Like the entire world. It wasn't even just like, oh, it shocked America. No, the world. Because the WWE is grand. Um, Yeah, it was a really high profile. it then came out that he had the brain of like a 90 something year old Alzheimer's patient. So he was functioning and putting on excellent matches, like some incredible matches he put on. And he was doing this while literally not being a human being in the same mm. way that everybody else is. Um, he had moves like he had a diving headbutt, which like would rock your brain. Uh, he took a lot of really reckless, like uh, we call it, bumps to his back, where he smacked smacked his head off the uh, off the off the canvas. And these are bumps that I've then taken in my. I, I did a flying headbutt for ages, like you know, um, mm. a lot of my moves are very much like at the time land on your back. Um, and now I'm in Muay Thai, and I was in boxing. Everyone's telling me about like, oh, you, you you're gonna get knocked out, and once you get knocked out, that's you over. Because your chin's going to be weak and they're going to get knocked out even easier. Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't view being knocked out as something that alters your life per se. Um, there's a big difference between being knocked unconscious and then having a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for that to build up, you have to be knocked out like 50 or so times, man. And, and thinking about how fighters who be like, like Muhammad Ali, for example, being one of them who now they speak but when our lady was alive he he had severe parkinson's you know and they they changed their whole fighting style changed who they were changed because of the blows they took to the head and it was so bad that it reached a point where Muhammad ali couldn't speak Mm -hmm. like he couldn't speak which is a tragedy yeah because that's like what he was known for um and that links to identity, really. Like his identity got taken from him in that way. And, and I don't know, it, it, 
there's a lot to unpack there, but um, it, it made me think about like how when when we talk about how people can change in front of us, like yeah, and a lot of it is circumstances, you know, like just who we are and the position we put ourselves in, and a lot of it's to do with money. Like Muhammad Ali's last few fights, where he took a lot of damage, was down to him needing money, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, there's the anti-capitalist in me, right? Yeah, <laughs> seeing. Yeah, seeing fighters go through like absolute wars with themselves, not even with their opponents, with themselves, to only to only like still not be able to reap the benefits of having that, that money. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Request not to title this podcast episode Chris Benoit. Uh, just oh, <laughs> <I shouldn't. laughs> it was in two thousand and seven, which um, I and I. Re- I don't remember being told about. It. I remember hearing it later on. I think that 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 had happened, but it was huge. Like it was a massive thing. Yeah, it and was. It was. It was scary. Yeah, and I, I mean, did the WWE did the WWE change certain things about kinds of moves they would do as a result? I, I'm trying to remember this now. Like I, so, I thought it was something they did differently. What happened is they kind of like so when it first happened, they paid tribute to him. And they like had the whole ten bell salute, and then it came up what actually transpired. Um, so they kind of erased Chris Benoit from like the history, and he's yes not really visible anywhere. His matches are still available, but you can't like search and find him on like the WWE Network and things like that. Um, he's not really acknowledged by the WWE, which is I, I, you can see why, but he's also quite sad because again, like you know. Uh, the WWE kind of made the environment for like, the flourishing for him to then put himself through that that stress. Yeah, they introduced like multiple things like concussion protocols as well as enhanced drug testing and um, like things like the wellness program was introduced a, 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 after him and Eddie Guerrero's passing, as well as other like former WWE superstars either becoming seriously ill or, or dying. Um, a lot of it was from things like suicide or from you know, heart attacks and things like that. Things that now we're seeing bodybuilders collapse and die with. So I would say that the wellness program from WWE does have a benefit. Pretty much what it did, it made a lot of people question the recklessness of like professional wrestling. So things like uh, unprotected chair shots, like a steel chair. A lot of people think steel chairs are like, just like flimsy pieces of like plasticky metal. No, no, they're full metal. Like I took one, I took a protected chair shot to the head, and I didn't protect myself well enough, and I felt that shit for days. Um, then moves like power drivers, like how can we make these safer? And these are all common sense things, but when you're on the road traveling, you're 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 just happy to make it, so you yeah. don't you don't really care. So then I don't know, man. I I think that like. Me stopping wrestling was a was a probably a, a good thing because I felt like I was taking stupid bumps every single. It was getting like the bigger the show, the more I want to do something a little bit like riskier and riskier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was on like two concussions already, and I think, in my opinion, five concussions and you should probably look to call it a day. Um, being concussed is a normality though in combat sports. But if you're in the entertainment industry, you shouldn't be putting yourself through that much strain, you know, especially your brain. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of it was just analysis of how they could make things safer. And some of it was taken aboard, some of it wasn't. But 
the the key thing was like the study of his brain mm-hmm. and and how like and what it resembled as well. Because for me, it resembles more than just oh, he's his brain was pretty much mush. It resembles a guy who literally left everything on the canvas of a wrestling ring. I think it's also his really. Like, no, sorry, you finish. I thought you'd finish. But no, okay. that's it. <laughs> like his identity was was that of a professional wrestler. It wasn't of anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I can't think of Chris Benoit outside of that, and I, I don't think anyone who ever brings up the name Chris Benoit is ever meaning it outside of specifically the murder suicide. Like that's all they can talk about, or that's all that everyone knows him for, pretty much. So, yeah, yeah, I, it's. I mean, this is true with like um, American football, right? Isn't this like a huge thing with American football that over yeah, the last yeah. ten years have been, has become much like much more talked about at the very least? Like just the yeah, CTE, man. Like mm-hmm. just it's just a lot of a lot of like crimes that are committed by American footballers. Like it's all linked to this, like CTE. Like we have multiple footballers and uh, not I say footballers, American footballers who. Um, their behavior now, everyone just goes, oh, CTE. But no one actually does anything. Like, I think uh, Antonio Brown is a case where people go, oh, CTE, because he does lots of wacky shit. Um, we, we've had guys commit murders and just unspeakable acts randomly as well. Like, it's like a split second, bam. And he has just did, done the worst thing in the world. Great. And UFC fighters as well, which, you know, again, it's entering a realm which I know a lot about because it's a realm that I, 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 I I do want to be involved in where um they they've taken so many blows to the head that they end up losing themselves really and mm. I I really don't want to go through that and I I really don't want to be that and I like to think that I know when to call it quits um thinking about like my future Moisa career I say it with optimism because I want there to be one uh I have a feeling that. I'm going to get really annoyed with people <laughs> throughout, throughout my Muay Thai career. I feel like I'll take one one hit and everyone will be like, retire, 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 retire. Like, you know, I'll know when to call it quits. Um, I think you do have to have like a, 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 a pre-prepared notion of what, of, of like, at what point will you? Because you, I mean, in, in the same sort of vein, you don't really want to rely on the state you might be in then for you to decide when to quit or to stop, right? You kind of want to have an idea already set and people almost know so that they can talk to you about it when it starts happening. Like, I don't know what that would be. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the difficult part because... I had, to have, I had, I had a conversation with myself about it because I was like, if I have a conversation with myself about it while I'm like starting my amateur fight career, it's going to be really skewed. And I'm going to say <laughs> like this amount. But if I have it now before I even get started, then we can have a, like an objective viewpoint. And it might be unrealistic, but at least there was an objective viewpoint. Uh, and I said, like, if I have three KO defeats, like three just, I get sparked out, um, we're calling it quits because it's clear that I'm just not up to the standard to compete. But also it's clear that I'm in danger because I've my brain has shut down and restarted three times. Mm-hmm. Um, if I lose three times in a row, though, I'm fine. Like, if I lose three times by, like, decision and I don't take too much damage, I just lose because I was shit. <laughs> Fine. We can go again. But um, three straight KO defeats or, like, three fights where I just take significant damage and it's clear that I'm not the same fighter as I was the last fight beforehand, then you've got to hang it up. 
because no money's worth it and it only gets worse from there yeah i, I mean you do have to, i think you do have to have at least have a heart i mean it, it's easy to have like a hard thing like that right like a hard um no like or hard stop of being of, of that so that yeah. I, I mean i think it's still good to have that even if you don't have like a nuanced one because again it's, it's difficult to come up with a nuanced version of that you'd have to be yeah. like the, both you'd have to be very aware of what might happen but also in the moment you'd have to be able to like say to the future like, yeah like the nuanced version of it is if i do take a lot of damage like over a period of fights then i would assess and i would know and the reason why i would know is because i'm someone who very much believes in making sure you're good for yourself but also good for the people who you want to be good for so mm-hmm. I, I i also know that comes with the caveat of they will annoy me like if i if i take if i get hit with like a flash ko and i get like hit with a head kick and it's a highlight real knockout i'm gonna have like you saying retire i'm gonna have family saying retire like whatever girl or guy i'm with saying retire i'm just like ah jesus christ like and it's going to piss me off. It's going to annoy me. And I have to be able to then split between understanding that, that people care and also understanding that they know absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, And finding nuance between them two of maybe they're right or maybe they're wrong and figuring out that battle. So, yeah, I mean, unless it was really serious, I don't think I'd ever say, like, don't, like, as, like, as harshly. I think if I'm saying it harshly, I think you would have come to that conclusion. But, yeah. I, I could definitely see a scenario in which, you know, I'm, I'm it, in your best interest, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I, I think this is something we need to think about, you know, and it would be, I think that would even be frustrating to hear because obviously in the environment, you don't want to be hearing that kind of thing. If, especially if you're doing it competitively, that's not, yeah. that's not the kind of vibe and energy and, and atmosphere that you want from people who are close to you, you know, who are like doubting you in a way and it's i mean that's just a I, I that's even outside of fighting i would i would even argue that that's something that people come across all the time people saying like you, you yeah, should stop doing this time. or this is or, or this is making you this is making you sad or this is not like this isn't worth it like i want you to I, i'd rather have the person who doesn't do what especially because so much can be uh uh so much can be pent up and like internalized about like why you're doing something and, and whether it's good enough or, or not or like that's what makes you worthwhile or and, and so on and so forth like so much of that can be bundled up in these things so it's not to say that it's even specifically just a fight thing like i think this is definitely something that loads of people have had conversations about you know when when yeah, over time, man. especially when you start getting older like these things are going to come up so you know it's 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 a harsh I hate- a harsh discussion but I hate being like limited or told that like what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I actually remember it, like with, with like Kestis, our good friend Kestis, um, when we were in oh, the yes. common. Yeah, like that that conversation because it's really annoying. Like, I hate being told like the limitations of of something that it that, that like especially when no one knows the limitations of it. You know, pretty much. Long story short, like uh, we, we like me and my then girlfriend at the time just had different viewpoints of where he wanted to go to uh to him and he was like well your way is shit <laughs> and you shouldn't do it and we we're like it's fine and he was like he was adamant that he was right and here we are about 10 plus years later and we're both wrong <laughs> so um <laughs> he, he's not a psychologist and i 
I actually don't know what my thing was at the time. So, do you know what? It m- Maybe it was becoming a football coach. <laughs> In which case, then I've won. But it was a very shallow, hollow victory. So, no one won. Yeah. Like, everybody loses. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, conversations like that aren't ever good, really. I, I think... I always try to be someone in a conversation where I'm never like outright um, positing that something is just straight up bad. Like I always, I always couch most of the stuff I'm saying in, you know, if these are the kinds of things you want, I think this is correct. If this is what you want, then, and if this is what you want, then I can see, I can understand where you're coming from, even if I don't know if it's the right idea or, not, or the best idea. Like it's, it, I mean, that's, I mean, talk about communication, holy shit. Like, that's that's something that everyone fucking does. Like, they speak their mind and not realize the impact that they're having on the person that they're talking with, or even just how to give information a that's pal- palatable. Because yeah, um, that's... Because it's so... It's it's really easy to, to, to say what you want to say. And it's really easy to... to it's really easy to think you, you know all of the information that is necessary to know. You know, because it's only what convinces you, not what convinces anyone else. And especially when that person, when what you're talking about is like what someone wants to do or or, or something like that, it, especially when it's not, you know, super fucked up and it's something as simple as like what kind of job you want to do. Like, the, yeah. like people, people can really run with it and ultimately like make decisions as though it's it's like, oh, if would I want to do it? No. And it's like, or would it be good for me? No. And it's like, well, it's not about you. It's, you're, you're not the person. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. happens a lot. Like, Hey, I'm going to force what I feel onto you, despite me not having any idea what you actually want to do. But yeah, like I just realized we've, we've been doing this for 46 minutes and I have actually said about how my week has been. I spoke about Scientology. Um, oh, true. Week has yeah. been a week. week has been a week. It's been one of the many weeks. <laughs> You have a dog. It's been a week of. I do. That's not even new, though. Um, no, but I, I, like, we, I, did we speak about like your experience with that, or like, what's the? Oh, I yeah. Mean... I don't think we actually have. She's a cunt. Um, and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, no, she's delightful. Um, but yeah, I think we have our clip for the for the for the YouTube. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Cool. That's that, really. It's been one of the many weeks of the year. Uh, same old, same old. We're, 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 we're still struggling, but we'll get there. It's what it is. Hey, any time, yeah. just let me know. Yeah, but we're here. <laughs> same for you. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening, if you made it this far. Uh, I think, are we done? Yeah, I think so. I think that's good. Yeah, come on, easy. Um, I'm going to start to include links to the services like Samaritans now. I think it's good. Um, I, I've had a talk with myself about it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that'll be in the description as well as our email, as well as my Instagram. Follow us on all those things. Um, hit us up if you want to say anything, have something on your mind, or if you have a question, whatever. I, I don't know, man. Uh, you yeah. tell me, okay? But yeah, we're going to take two steps to the rear and get out of here. We're in the wind. See ya. Ciao.